The Holy Land is sacred ground. We've been preparing to be here for so long. Our hearts are overjoyed as we step from holy place to holy place. It's a great honor, but it's also potentially useless. Because we will never truly meet God in this holy land until we meet him in the sacred ground of our hearts. Because he he didn't come in his incarnation as a tourist, just to come and leave and leave things unchanged. We walk these steps so that we can grow in deeper relationship with him. And how providential that we have the story of the Samaritan woman here today. How was it that she recognized Jesus? It was that he told her everything that she had done. She didn't just see him as the fulfillment of salvation history. She was able to see him present in her checkered history. In all of the ups and downs, in all of even her sins, she was able at that moment to see that she was not alone in this world. That the God of all creation loved her enough to know her history. How incredible is that? That the God, he didn't come in order to just talk about great world events. He didn't come to just uh, convert world leaders. He came because there was a woman in Samaria who has suffered much. Who inflicted, no doubt, some of that suffering on herself who was rejected as a sinner, cast out, having to go and get water at noon because she couldn't come during the more pleasant parts of the day because no one would be around her. He came because he loved her. He walked and taught. He preached and healed and cast out demons. But he would have come just for her. He would have come just for you. And so over these days, it it took some courage for us to come here, to be able to physically be present in the places where Jesus was. Let's, Let's take a little bit more courage and journey into our own hearts, because ultimately that's where we're going to meet Jesus more. When we go from place to place, let's go through our own histories as well. Let's allow him to heal our hearts where they've been wounded. So that these experiences are not just of something that happened a long time ago to people that we will never meet, but things that are happening right now because Christ is risen. To where I'm not just seeing where Christ was, but I'm encountering the Christ who is in my own heart, in every scene. So, when I go to Tagba, right? when, I, when I go there and I see the place where there was a great multiplication of loaves and fishes, instead of just saying, oh Lord, how great it was that you did this for those people, I can say, God, I feel so inadequate so often. All I have is so little and the needs are so great. How can you work in me to multiply my efforts, to grow my faith, to help whatever five loaves and two fishes that I have become what you want to do through me. 
when I go and see the primacy of Peter. I'm not just there to say, oh, Lord, look at how you elicited love from Peter's heart. I say, Lord, I come here wrapped in that same cloak of shame that Peter had. I I remember way too clearly and distinctly the times that I have offended you and denied you, and yet you look at me and with tenderness in your eyes say, you're still mine. Do, Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And every step that I take, every holy place that I visit, every word, every thought, every deed can be me saying, yes, Lord, I do love you. We have countless opportunities every day to answer in the affirmative. But realize, friends, we're not just talking about historical figures in all of these places. We're talking about our brothers and sisters, our deepest friends. Do you ever talk to Peter? Do you ever talk to John? Here, in her hometown, we get to spend three days visiting the hometown of her sister, Mary Magdalene. We aren't here just to visit and leave unchanged. We are here to be able to encounter the living Lord and our brothers and sisters, the saints. Here we can have deep conversations with Mary Magdalene. Here we can say, what was it like, Mary, to to hear your name spoken? To to realize that, that Jesus was answering the question all throughout the Gospel of John of, what are you seeking? He asked that at the very beginning, the first disciples that were following him. He turns around and he says, what are you looking for? At the very end, he asked Mary Magdalene, who are you looking for? And then he answers that very question when he says her name in love. He wants to answer that question to us. He wants to be able to speak our names in love. He wants to be able to walk through our whole history and have us give him our hurts and our wounds. And what better place than here? He healed so many. He cast out so many demons. He was able to restore people to sight and to hearing. And he wants to do that for us as well. Let's let him. Yes, this is a wonderful time to have fun, to get to know each other, to joke around. But it might be one of the most privileged opportunities that we ever have to encounter the Lord on the sacred ground of our hearts. To be able to have him speak our history back to us. Not in a tone of condemnation, the way that we, we uh, are scared that he will. Not in the tone of disappointment that we have with ourselves in the mirror. And that's why we often avoid some aspects of our story. The thought of having somebody tell us everything we've ever done is something that might make us shiver. Because we think, no, 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 no. If you knew who I was and what I've done, how I failed, you wouldn't want to be with me. And Jesus looks at us with tenderness and mercy and says, you are the reason that I've come. I made this ground holy by being in it. I want to make your heart holy by being in it.